0: Let's get going. Let's begin with um, immunotherapy and, and have just a bit of a breakdown of what it's like, what it is, how it works, um, and um, really how it impacts us in South Africa and certainly with regards to cancer treatment. So, Dr. Ronwin Faniirden, who is a medical oncologist and honorary consultant in medical oncology at the Chris Barhani Baraguanath Academic Hospital and also in private practice in Rosebank. Um, Ronwin, welcome and thank you so much for joining
1: us. Thanks so much, Nikit, um, and thanks for the invite to be on the show.
0: No, it's an absolute pleasure, because thank you for your time, um, so you can share all this really valuable information with the audience today. So we, let's look at immunotherapy, and perhaps, Ronan, we can talk about you know the fact that the 4th of Feb um, last week, last Friday, was World Cancer Day, all about awareness, um, obviously really trying to pr- uh, push early detection, et cetera, et cetera. With regards to that, what is the main message around immunotherapy?
1: So I think the advent of immunotherapy and other innovative medicines and cancers really changed the outlook for patients. You know, so immunotherapy is kind of, it's a new treatment. It's a treatment that's given hope to patients and doctors. You know, previously, we didn't have a lot of options for patients. We had advanced stage cancers and also Previously with cancers that had very poor prognosis or poor outcomes, you know, immunotherapies changed all that for um, for patients and for doctors alike. Um, But obviously there's a lot of challenges that come with it. Um, Like you mentioned already, Nikki, um, access to the therapies, um, who it's available to, um, not everybody obviously responds to it. And also, yeah, the the price of the drugs and um, that's all uh, challenges we face every day.
0: Mm. do you think i mean we've been talking about immunotherapy for quite a while now um yes. and exactly that the access and the cost are you starting to see a change um is it becoming more ex- uh, uh, available so we're talking worldwide really because that's how it anything starts you know it's always very expensive it's difficult to access but the more available it becomes, then um, then you know it starts to roll out to more people. Are you starting to see a shift in that, Ronwin, or not not yet?
1: Um, so obviously worldwide is completely different to Africa and our yeah. continent and our country. So um, really, in terms of like drawing parallels with what happens here yeah, and what happens in the rest of the world, it's, it's completely impossible because of the like, vast differences in, you know, in access and costs yeah. and, and available therapies. So obviously in the rest of the world, um, where immunotherapy can be used, it's standard of care for certain types of cancers. Um, but in South Africa, if we speak what's pertinent to our population, really access is a huge challenge. Yeah. I think what we have to realize is that um, probably 85% of our population um, is actually served in the public sector. And if you look at patients um, there, that there's absolutely no access to neurotherapies, like immunotherapy, even targeted therapies. And generally how we can get patients access to that is via clinical trials if they have a trial that they fit. And then in the, in the private sector, which is only about 16% of our population, Really, where we're looking at um, patients can access therapies, there is only at the ones that are on a very high tier or very high plan of the medical aids. So when you cut out um, all the ones that are just on hospital plans or lower medical aid plans, that's probably mean meaning that only about 2% of patients can get access to immunotherapy. And then even then, Nikki, you know, that's so few. And even then, when we do get access for that 2%, um, it's never like, it's always at a cost, so it's always expensive, these co-payments. Um, so so what we're looking at is is a, is a minority, a very, very small amount of patients that we can actually um, treat with, these, with immunotherapy and new treatments. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, those are very scary numbers, um, Ronan. Very. Um, let, let's look at this immunotherapy. If you can perhaps just um, give us an idea of the
1: difference between immunotherapy
0: and chemotherapy.
1: So chemotherapy, um, obviously, is what we call a cytotoxic agent. And what that does is that we um, give it in different formulations. And what it does is it attacks the cancer cells in different ways, um, either by um, breaking down DNA or something like that. And obviously, with chemotherapy, because it cancers fast dividing cells, so it attacks other fast dividing cells. So what we see there is side effects of hair loss, um, occasionally um, low white blood cells and patients um, that are quite sick um, and have nausea, vomiting, those kind of things. So chemo has had a a bad rep for for a long time. Um, Mm. Immunotherapy is different in that it doesn't attack cancer cells on its own. What it does is it basically harnesses uh, the patient's own immune system to fight cancers. How I always explain it is that um, your body's immune system has an off and on switch. And uh, basically you turn your immune system on and off as you need it. What immunotherapy does essentially is it blocks that off switch. So your immune system is constantly turned on and then your immune system can fight cancer. And then um, in terms of that, you know, it's much better tolerated These are uh, the side effect profile is a lot more manageable. Obviously it's got some unique side effects that we don't see with chemo. Um, but in general, it's just, you know, when your immune system's turned on like that, it can be turned on for long periods of time. So what we're seeing the difference with immunotherapy and chemo is that immuno then gives you like, the opportunity to have what we call durable responses, meaning that the cancers respond for sometimes many years, and if we're very lucky, we sometimes see complete responses and cure as well.
0: Wow, wow. Okay, thank you for explaining it like that. I've I've, Dev, I've got a question for you, which I'd like to ask after the break. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since two thousand and eight. Welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have Dr. Ronwin van Eerden, who is a medical oncologist and honorary consultant in medical oncology at the Chris Haney Baraguan Academic Hospital, as well as private practice in Rosebank, Um, Ronwyn, I loved the explanation that you gave us, a very simple explanation of the switching the immune system on and switching the immune system off, that the immune system does it on its own, but the immunotherapy keeps the switch on um, and that you're seeing very good results. Um, obviously, there's a huge challenge in South Africa because a very small percentage of people are getting access to it and it is very expensive. Um, but we're talking, about this immunotherapy, and I'm interested, um, Ronwyn, in you know, the, the the immune um illnesses in that um people's immune systems, I mean, you know, I mean, we just know with COVID, what's been happening with people's immune system and some disorders, some people have abnormally low activity or overactivity. How would this impact, if someone does have that, how would this impact um the efficacy of immunotherapy if someone is diagnosed with cancer?
1: Are you asking me if they have a autoimmune condition before? Yeah, or? if they yeah if yeah. they
0: do have a if they do have an autoimmune condition,
1: would would the immune therapy still work for them? So you know, Nikki, that's actually quite a difficult question. The reason for that is obviously that um, you know when they started inventing the drugs and when they started doing the clinical trials, that um, a lot of the times that those patients were excluded from the trial. So there's not a lot of data, not a lot of information. About what happens to patients with a pre-existing autoimmune condition, because we just don't didn't have them as participating as part of the trials and as part of the initial research. Um, personally, I have had patients with um, an autoimmune condition that I have treated with immunotherapy and still had some success. But it's really on a case-to-case basis, and you've got to look mm-hmm. at the, the case as um, you know in its own right and in its own entity and they make a clinical decision based on that. So so that's quite a complicated question. But it's not to say... The, yes? Uh, no, I was going to say in terms of the side effects, that's uh, generally how, how the side effects from immunotherapy occur. So what it, um, happens is that uh, sometimes... Is that because your immune system is overactive? It can cause what we call term immune-related adverse event, meaning that your immune system can attack certain um, organs and then cause a side effect in that way. So, for instance, what we see commonly uh, sometimes is uh, hyperthyroidism. and the uh-huh. thyroid becomes underactive. And then more common things sometimes like maybe a skin rash or um, or, or some diarrhea where your uh, lining of your colon gets uh, attacked by your immune system. But, yeah, these are all things that are really uh, manageable and not severe and um, uh, generally can be managed quite adequately uh, when we treat. Mm-hmm. And one
0: when um, it's not uh, it, it, it's it, you can't be used for all cancers, can it? Immunotherapy.
1: So, um, no. So the so first of all, there is from a couple of years back, the indication for the different cancers that we can use immunotherapy has grown to. You know, like really, really excessively. Like, uh, there's probably like over 25 cancers that we use immunotherapy for in different scenarios and different situations. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously, um, you need to choose the correct type of immunotherapy for the correct cancer for the correct indication as well. Um, So you um, you also have to have knowledge about that certain cancers we treat exclusively um with immunotherapy and it works very well but for other types of cancers for example lung cancer um we also do um, something called biomarker testing or we do testing on the cancers to see whether or not they are candidates or um Or will definitely respond to immunotherapy or not. So we do these tests as predictors or indicators so that we're able to say to patients, you have a marker that's positive on your cancer. And for that reason, we think that immunotherapy will work very well. So no, it's not every single cancer, but the list is growing um, every day. And in South Africa, we probably have eight or nine different cancers that we can treat with immunotherapy now. Fantastic. So So let's look at, uh, again, uh, I understand
0: that it's a tiny percentage um, of cancer patients in South Africa who have access to this immunotherapy, Um, but you you offer it. And as you said, you have patients, and so you can speak for yourself, and certainly for um, other oncologists in the country. How would you say, and now I'm kind of putting you on the the spot here, but how would you say um, you are finding the immunotherapy working with your patients?
1: So, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of immunotherapy. Um, I try to always look out for patients that I can use it in, obviously in the correct setting. A lot of what we do as oncologists in South Africa is that we always look for first and foremost the access to a clinical trial. Um, So there are different trial units in Joburg and in other parts parts of the country. So we always look for these to see if our patients can get access to immunotherapy or new drugs via trials. What I found is that, like I said earlier, is that not everybody does respond. It's, it's always like a 50 50 chance, but, um, the ones that do respond, it's really, really. We've had phenomenal results, um, and like I said, also the ones that have biomarkers that can predict response to therapy, um, I always see that it works really well. So I'm talking about patients with stage four cancers, um, lung cancers, melanoma, uh, kidney cancers, and where they've been stage four and previously been incurable, um, that. It, have complete responses and now have lived for many, many years because of immunotherapy. So personally, um, I love the opportunity to be able to use it for patients. Um, but it's difficult, Nikki, because there's always a cost implication. And what often happens is that when you give patients the hope of a possible cure or the hope that something will work really well, we think get patients, you often um, have to find a way to fund the immunotherapy. Um, so they, mm. some patients will sell possessions, um, um, have gofundme pages those kind of things to be able to fund the cost of their therapies there's also other things we can do like um, the, the drug companies do look at alternative reimbursement models which is um, basically what the, the media briefing was about the other day was how can they help or how can foundations help patients in order to pay for these co-payments so we do have certain foundations that we can apply to that when patients self-fund their therapy or when they run into a huge co-payment that they can actually assist and and help the patient with the co payments and the extra costs that they run into. Okay. Well that that sounds promising. Yeah. Um, we'll <laughs> definitely keep our eye on that
0: one, um, Ronwyn. Um and coming up this weekend, um, the European Society for Medical Oncology Africa Summit 2022. Just very quickly before we do say goodbye, um, anything that you're looking forward to at the summit um, and, you know, how how, how would a, a summit like this um, positively impact Africa?
1: Yeah, so the summit's over three days and it's uh, basically an educational event that's aimed at oncologists, but also um, the support staff of the oncologists, so pharmacists, nurses, um people the students and the fellows that are learning um, um about oncology and how to treat and it's focused on different like disease areas and um you know and it also has a great international presence so there are key opinion leaders from around the world that speak at the conference um yeah and that just basically um it's an educational event where we get to learn and get to learn about what's new what's innovative um what we can bring you know to to therapies in in africa and help us as oncologists to practice more precision medicine so yeah that's it's always exciting because you learn something new you never stop yeah. learning um mm-hmm. so yeah the focus is on just education for oncology. Um, the oncology units and for the staff that help treat patients.
0: Mm. Dr. Ronwin van Eeden, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. Thank you for explaining immunotherapy so beautifully. And uh, let's hope that this kind of therapy becomes more available. That the price comes down. And then our next discussions are, are looking at you know big cases and lots of cases. And hopefully. Um, successful successful treatment <laughs> so thank you for your time we really thank do thank you appreciate so much
1: nikki i appreciate it uh,
0: thank you and take care bye-bye uh, bye. Okay,
1: bye. thank you
0: so much bye-bye dr ronwin funny a medical oncologist and honorary consultant in medical oncology at chris harney Baragwanath academic hospital and also in private practice in rosebank